Good day and welcome to Occupied, your fortnightly podcast for all things occupation and occupational therapy. This episode, we're diving into the world of entrepreneurship. I'm going to share some insight into the entrepreneur mindset, including imposter syndrome, failure, money, and a bunch of other things that I considered throughout the process of going from employee to employer. Now, what if I told you that I never thought I'd become an entrepreneur? I didn't dream about it growing up. I never had any vision that one day I would become a business owner. I also wasn't one of those kids that did anything that was even remotely close to something business-minded when I was growing up. I've listened to so many podcasts and I've read books about successful entrepreneurs these days, and there's usually always something that they did when they were growing up that kind of foreshadowed their journey into entrepreneurship as an adult. And I never had that. Whether it be selling candy bars, having an ongoing lemonade stand, or even like small little trinkets that people sold on the schoolyard. It wasn't me. I didn't do that. I never dreamed that I'd have a business, nor did I ever think that I actually could and would do it. To be completely transparent with you, when my husband first mentioned that he thought that I should start my own company, I laughed at him. I remember that day so vividly, and I remember I had just gotten home from work, and I was complaining about something that had happened, that I was frustrated with the company that I was working with, and my husband just kind of casually said, well, why don't you just start your own thing? And I literally laughed out loud and was like, there's no way. I don't know anything about business. I don't know where to start. I don't think I can do it. Yeah, like I just basically thought it was the most ridiculous comment that he had ever made. But for some reason, that comment stuck with me and I couldn't shake it. And after a couple days, a couple weeks, maybe even a couple months, I kept coming back thinking, maybe I could do this. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to do it, but maybe it's worth giving it a shot and seeing what could happen. Just kind of take the risk. So finally, one day I sat down and I had this reflection. I reflected on where I was in life. I took note that at that moment in time, I was working as an independent contractor for a couple different companies. I had been practicing about four to five years as an occupational therapist so far, and my life was good. I loved what I did. I loved the clients that I worked with, and I loved what I was able to do, but I felt so many limitations because of the funding sources and because of the companies that I was working with, and there were just a lot of things that didn't line up with my values as a professional. So even though life was good, it wasn't great, and I definitely could feel that there was more, that there was more that I could be doing. And so I think that's why starting my own company just couldn't leave me. It was something that I could not get out of my mind. And I knew at that moment that I could always fall back on what I was doing right then and go right back into the life that I was in. Because like I said, it was fine. It was good. But if I didn't take the risk and if I didn't put myself out there to try to start my own company, I'd never know what else I could have been capable of doing. And honestly, to this day, I still pinch myself that I actually did it because it was never anything even like remotely in my character to do. And and even though I didn't think that I could do it, I'm so glad that I did. 
Now, with everything that's going on at the current moment with the coronavirus outbreak, I personally see entrepreneurship within the field of occupational therapy gaining traction in the next coming months and years. And honestly, I even had this thought before the outbreak even started. Over the past couple years, I just had this feeling that more and more occupational therapy practitioners were going to go out and start their own thing, given a lot of the restrictions from funding sources, from insurance, given the changes that are going on in healthcare right now, especially given our current situation, that I think even more and more people are going to be branching out on their own to fill a need that they are seeing within their community. But before you can even become an entrepreneur, one of the very first things that you have to tackle is getting past yourself. And what I mean by that is facing imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome is something that we all go through. And I know that I continue to go through to this day. It's this pattern, these behaviors, these thoughts where a person doubts their accomplishments and almost has like a persistent internalized fear that they're going to be exposed as a fraud. I know for me, especially when I was starting my company, I constantly kept thinking, I can't do this. Why would anybody want to listen? What do I bring to the table? There's so many amazing therapy providers that are out there right now. Why do I think that I'm special? And I had crazy imposter syndrome that made me doubt myself completely, day in and day out, in the very early stages of me building my company. I felt that since I had never started or run a company before, that I wouldn't be good at it or that I wouldn't be able to do it. I thought that I would fail because people wouldn't take me seriously or maybe I'd make a mistake that would be so big that I just wouldn't be able to bounce back from. I worried that I didn't bring anything different to the table that wasn't already there. And I just had this feeling that like nobody would want to listen to me because I wasn't an expert in business or I hadn't been practicing a certain number of years or I didn't have the certifications or whatever other excuse that I thought didn't make me competent. So let's stop for a second. I want you to think. Think about a product that you use on a daily basis that has had a huge impact on your life right now. Just stop for one second. Let's think about something. For instance, how about a smartphone? I'm guessing many of you might even be listening to this podcast right now on a smartphone. Now, what if the person who created your phone let imposter syndrome get in the way? What if they felt this exact same way and they said, nope, you know what? I'm not even going to finish my idea because I don't think I can do it. Crazy to think that if they had let the imposter syndrome get in the way, you would not have the device that you are listening to this podcast right now. Or what about your favorite author or actor or singer? What if they let imposter syndrome get in the way? Then we wouldn't have JK Rowling's, Brad Pitt, or even Justin Bieber. Imposter syndrome is real, and it's something that needs to be faced head on, specifically for anybody that wants to jump into entrepreneurship. Because being an entrepreneur, you have to put yourself out there. You have to make connections. You have to come up with something, figure out how to do it, and then find a way to convey to other people that what you have to offer is necessary and that somebody will want to spend their hard-earned money in order to buy your product, your service, whatever it is that you are offering. 
the path to entrepreneurship is scary. It's unknown. It's hard. It's lonely. There's, there's a lot of things that you have to overcome in order to become an entrepreneur and a successful entrepreneur at that. And honestly, most of us, I know I wasn't, most of us are not taught about business in OT school. The emphasis there tends to be on the clinical skills and the theoretical skills needed for practice. I have heard of some schools that are starting to introduce business classes and, and entrepreneurship, but I still think it's few and far between. And most of us are coming out of school having very little exposure to the world of entrepreneurship. And when we don't have a lot of exposure to that, starting a business, starting a company can be scary and extremely intimidating. And I think a lot of us then just get into this mindset of we can't do it. I know I felt that way. Before starting my practice, I knew I could work with clients. I knew that I could perform assessments. I could establish plans of care. I could set goals. I could track progress. I could make referrals. I could do discharge plans. Anything of the typical roles that an occupational therapy practitioner would do. But I was never taught how to setting a legal entity or how to figure out the financials. I didn't know anything about marketing, payroll, setting up a 401k plan, hiring employees, establishing contracts, all of that. All of the hats that a business owner has to wear. And all of these skills that I just talked about were things that I learned as I went. And I am still continuing to learn about them to this day. And so even though you might not know everything about business, do not let this hold you back. Another thing that I really want to talk about is mindset. I think mindset is probably one of the most important factors that needs to be considered during the entrepreneurial journey. I think for me, initially, right when I was trying to decide whether I can or will or should start a private practice, I kept thinking, who am I to start a business because I don't have an MBA? I didn't go to business school, and I know nothing, absolutely nothing about business. And I think it's a common misperception that people feel like they cannot be a successful business owner without certain letters behind their name or without certain certifications or whatever it might be. And I really learned over the past couple of years that it doesn't matter what letters you have after your name. The letters after your name do not make or break you. Just because you have a degree in business does not mean that you're going to be successful as a business owner. And the opposite is true too. Just because you don't have a degree in business doesn't mean that you can't also be successful. And if you don't believe me, just go do some research. Take Richard Branson of Virgin or Dave Thomas from Wendy's or even Michael Dell from Dell Computers. None of these, none of these people have a college degree. But even though they don't have a college degree, these entrepreneurs all had something in common. And that thing was passion. They had an unwavering passion for their product or service. And so first and foremost, passion has to be there. Passion has to be within your mindset. You have to be passionate about what it is that you want to do because you will be spending hours, hours and hours and hours of your life building your business and trying to get it off the ground. You will be spending your own money on it. You will be spending your time. You're going to be spending time working on it rather than doing other things like spending time with your family or your friends. There's, there's a lot of things that you will be unable to do 
because of the time and the effort and the energy that it takes to go in to starting your own business. And to be completely honest with you, if you are not passionate about what it is that you want to do, you will start to hate it and you will start to resent what it is that you're trying to start. And when times get tough, and trust me, they will get tough, you're going to need to have that passion to fall back on. You're going to need to have that passion to push you through, to help you get through the challenging times. Starting a company was one of the absolute hardest things that I've ever done in my life. And I know that I am so fortunate. I'm so lucky because A, I'm a super stubborn person. And so I wasn't going to start something and then not follow through with it. And I also had an amazing support system around me just filled with people who were there to support me and push me and tell me that I could do it, even when I thought I couldn't do it. I think now's a great time to talk about failure and talk about the mindset around failure. Typically, failure is seen as something when something's gone wrong, a detriment or a lack of success. I used to be deathly afraid of failure because I honestly thought that it meant I'd done something wrong. Again, there's that imposter syndrome creeping back in. But the one thing that I've learned is that failure is actually just an opportunity for growth. It's a learning opportunity. Yes, it means something didn't go according to plan, but if you're smart about it, you can reflect on what happened and then take steps forward, take steps towards the direction that you want to get to. I know Laura Park Figueroa from the Mind Your OT Business podcast. She uses the term fail learns because anything that we do, we can learn from. And especially when it's something that doesn't quite go our way. Learning from that and helping it and using it to guide us to where we want to get to is just ultimately that's the best way to go about it. So honestly, you want to fail. You want to fail fast and you want to fail forward. Failure doesn't mean that you can't do it. It just means you were going about it the wrong way or you need to reevaluate what it is that you want. Another area that needs a lot of focus during the entrepreneurial journey is money. And actually, this just came up in a conversation that I was having with some other occupational therapists just yesterday. Having the right mindset around your money as a business owner is either going to make or break you. Starting a business takes money. Sometimes it takes a lot of money. And maybe it's money that you don't have or don't think that you can or should be spending on yourself and investing in your company. Or maybe you even have to take out a loan to get your business off the ground. And one of the most common things I hear when I'm talking to people that want to start is that they say, I don't have the money to do that. And my response back to them is that they need to shift their mindset around money. They need to shift from spending to investing. Starting a business and spending money on starting a business needs to be viewed as investing in themselves, investing in their product, investing in their service, investing in their future selves, in their future lives. In order to make money, you have to spend money. And so this, this relationship, this mindset that revolves around money is so important. Like I said, starting a business is hard. According to statistics, 20% of small businesses fail within the first year, 33% in the first two years, and 50% of all small businesses fail within the first five years. That is scary. I remember hitting my first year as a small business owner and being like, 
huh, I'm not part of that statistic. And then year two rolled around and I was like, oh, I didn't, I'm not part of that statistic either. Each year is a milestone. But one of the good things, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, it actually states that small businesses within the healthcare and social assistance sector tend to fare better than other types of businesses, which is such great news for us occupational therapy practitioners. And by having the right mindset, specifically when it comes to money, will, will help keep us out of those failure statistics. There are a lot of things to consider when wanting to start a business, and I just barely touched on some of them today. There are a million, a million and one podcasts and books and videos all about the subject of entrepreneurship and how to be successful. But the biggest takeaway for me over the past few years has really been my shift in mindset. And by me having the right mindset, I'm able to tackle anything that comes my way. Embracing the entrepreneur mindset has helped me face imposter syndrome. It's pushed me through the failures and difficult times. It's shaped how I go about things in my daily life, and it's even impacted my own view on money. Being an entrepreneur isn't for everyone, but if you have a passion and you have a strong enough passion that you just can't let it go, I urge you to act on it. The journey to become an entrepreneur is scary and unknown, but it is something that I am so glad that I did. Starting a business might have been the hardest thing that I've ever done, but it has also been one of the most rewarding. 